Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, Go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Welcome to the Best of the Men's Room podcast. Let the shenanigans begin. Personality, home or other, what about someone else in a red flag? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Sean. Welcome to the Men's Room. What's up, guys? Oh, yeah. Okay, you guys have the best show in all of Seattle. Oh, thank you, oh, man. thank you, man. Okay, so I'm working as a contractor, man, doing a kitchen remodel. This is about 20 years ago. And just to give you a picture of the couple, they're about mid-30s, and he's a skinny dude. He dresses like a total nerd. He's like sliced white bread, man. He probably got his ass kicked way too many times in high school. Okay, then his wife, she's very skinny, and I called her Mousy, Mousy Mary because she had no style. She dressed sort of like a bad version of June Cleaver. Very stringy, greasy hair, no makeup, you get the picture. Okay, so I'm working, and I need to shut the power off, and they're in a couple circuits in the kitchen, and they were out doing some errands or whatever. So I go down into the basement, and it's very dimly lit. So there's a room way over in the corner. I walk in there, and it's pitch black, man. I couldn't see a thing. So I'm feeling down the wall to find the light switch. When I flip the switch, standing right in front of me is a six-foot-tall statue of Jesus. Okay? Oh. And it scared the hell out of me. Okay? And now, you guys, this wasn't some, you know, like starter set thing. I was the altar boy. I went to Catholic grade school. I know exactly what these things are supposed to look like, man. This thing was life, uh, just totally so lifelike. Okay? I looked down. The carpet is like whore-colored red. It's shag carpet. I look at the walls. The walls are completely painted black. I look up. Ceiling is 100% mirrored. I turn around, and over in the other corner, by this massive bed, I've never seen anything this size, is the same sort of statue, but it's Mary. Right next to the bed, like looking down over the bed, the Blessed Virgin Mary. And here's what tripped me out, man. Hung around her neck was, and I'm no prude, man, but you guys, I wasn't even sure what half this gear was. Whips, chains, bondage, you name it, strung around her neck, next to the bed. And it tripped me out so bad, I just looked at it and I thought, I don't care if this is sacrilegious, man. It's just sick and wrong. Okay? So just totally sick and wrong. So I get down on my hands and knees, and I start taking my hand to, like, erase my footprints because I don't want them to know I was in there, okay? So I go back up in the kitchen, and they come home from their errands or whatever, and this lady looks at me, and I could not look her in the face, man. I couldn't. And she looks at me, she goes, hi, how are you doing? Uh, you know, and I'm saying, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then he looks at me, and she says, is there something wrong here? I said, oh, absolutely not. No, no, no. Everything's perfect. Okay, you guys, I could not look her in the face for the last three weeks of that project, man. And I learned one thing that you guys can learn from my experience. I never, ever, ever looked at anybody else and thought that I knew what went on in the privacy (laughs) of their house behind closed doors. There's no way to know, man. You can make an assumption because you assume they're kind of normal. But, yeah, what you just described is a little out there, to put it mildly. Okay, so 
I could tell you way more stories, man. And I'll tell you that I've been in people's homes that had multi-million dollar homes and they're a total crap hole. And I've been in so many situations where you look around and you think, oh, you, you assume that you have some sort of idea what's going on before you walk in. And guess what? People will shock the hell out of you every time. Yeah, I believe it. I, I believe I, that. I, I believe it. Although I would say the Jesus and Mary thing, that, uh, that would probably shock me more than most things. You know, well, there's obviously well, some guilt about their proclivities, maybe. Is that the right I way of looking at this? I don't think it's guilt, though. I think it's more like... Is that like a little prayer room, or is that a... That's a sex room, bro. And, and With Jesus? Jesus and Mary. Yeah. And I think that that's what gets them going. That's what turns okay. them on. Uh, I don't think they feel guilty about it, but they at least probably have the presence of mind to know, let's put this somewhere. Like, put it this way, man. A lot of people own sex toys. I don't think anyone feels guilty for owning mm-hmm. a sex toy. 99% of those people put it in a drawer. Not put it, you know, in the the utensil drawer in the kitchen. They actually, you know, what I'm saying? They like, actually, you don't feel guilty. Bedroom. You just understand people might not want to see this. They actually recommend that, as far as uh, depending on your uh, your interests in life, that you have a very personal friend of yours who, in the event that something were to ever happen to you, ah. could come over to your house and delete your internet history if that's the problem, or, or get your sex toys, or, can or... get whatever collection that you have and, and remove that before your family gets over there to go through your belongings and divide them or whatever they're supposed to do with them. You know, I'll have to see what happens. I don't when think the kids I have anything like that. Out, too shocking. Right, like right now, right. Cause kids go through that. And I can tell you that they're not going to, yeah. but your, your kids go through everything. I did it. I'm sure. My parents did it to their parents, et cetera. So as a result of that, we don't have anything truly funky that they can yeah, find. Exactly. But like I said, when they move out, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is I'm missing right now by having kids live at home, right? Sure. And it's fine. It's a wonderful experience. But when they move out, you know there's going to be something like, hey, we should do blank mm-hmm. or we should try this. Yeah. That's well, what I think I, things I, I, might get yeah, really like, I don't. I mean, am I, next to my bed, I'm just like lubes, like just normal kind of sex stuff. Yeah. I told you about my neighbor. Who, Are they flavored? Vanilla. F- there's a couple flavors, a couple rings. What would be the weirdest flavor, do you think? I didn't think you liked black licorice. Chocolate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had a neighbor that had a sex swing in their bedroom. I told you about that. It was kind of on a, a plate right above the bed that right, used to right, be right. like a uh, ceiling fan. Whatever. But didn't he show that to you? He did show that to me, and there was no red flags involved. I just went back to what the caller was saying about you don't know what goes on in someone else's home. You would not have guessed. I knew that they had children with him at the time who were, you know, everywhere from teenagers to elementary school kids. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the kids that moved out. It wasn't a red flag to me because I knew the guy very well, and I knew his wife, and she was sweet. I was just like, all right. I They're, would not have expected that. I would expect that. There into some stuff. It looks like it's pretty fun, to be honest with you. But uh, When I, I was a teenager, my buddy, he cat sat for his neighbor. And she was a real sweet old lady, man. And she was maybe five foot two, weighed 100 pounds at most. Anyway, his cat's sitting for her. And like anything, he prowled through her house. And he's begging me to go over to her home, right? And I felt kind of bad because he's a sweet old lady. But I'm like, whatever. So I go into her bedroom. He opens this drawer. And when I say this was a big double-end dildo, like it was massive. And this woman, now we were about 15, mm-hmm. so she seems super old to us. She's probably about 60 or something like that. But... You know, when you talk to her, she was so sweet and so nice, and all the kids loved her, all the adults loved her. And I'm like, this chick throws down, man, right. with yeah. partnership. Yes. Dude, I, I lived in an apartment in Ballard for uh, for like six months, whatever the deal was, and they were duplexes. The woman next door to me, she was an older lady, very nice. Uh, she liked to smoke pot when I'm out on the porch. She'd yeah. come out and smoke pot with me. She was a cool hippie chick and all this stuff, but she was probably into her late 70s, early 80s. She was up there. She walked with a cane. She had a couple boyfriends who would come over and bring her groceries and, and mm. stuff like that. She invited me over to smoke weed one. I, I think Castle might have been there at the time. Invites me in to smoke weed. And there is a picture above her uh, couch. And it is a nude painting. Now, this woman <laughs> is is very attractive in yeah. the painting. It was kind of like it was kind of like the nudes that were up at Vito's. Uh, if you've ever been to Vito's before yeah. they oh, got yeah. burned down or whatever. It was a classy painting yeah, like of a very Victorian young woman era again with or whatever. just amazing breasts. Of course. And I looked over and I was like, wow, man. Look at that. That chick is hot. And she said, that was me when I was 23. Oh. And I was like, damn, <laughs> right. woman. All right. Good for you. Long brown hair flowing like over the front and over the back. Like, Did she get more attractive to you? Instantly. I was like, god damn, woman. Look at you. Jeez a whiz. I'm sure. <laughs> then she went into the back and she actually showed me the photo that the either old boyfriend or artist that she knew used. And it was how was that photo? It was one of those square uh, yeah, old Kodak school. pictures that was dated. So the date was on there, like 1968, 1969, in the white border. Yeah. And there's a picture of her sitting in a chair 
with her with her with her boobs hanging out. <laughs> it, 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 he did a really good job of taking the picture and making it the painting. How was the sex? Oh, I don't know. I, I, just, I have to ask her boyfriend. I never heard anything. I never heard right. of people. I never heard uh-huh. of people. Smoking weed, seeing the news. Yeah. Next thing you Look know. Look at my picture. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what they say. Once you go blue. Got a blue plate special uh-huh. for her. Our question, personality, home, or other. What about Side someone else? sausage. Set up a red flag. Connect with the guys. Find the men's room at facebook.com slash the men's room. Now, back to the men's room on the men's room radio network. Yes, friends, it's time once again for Sit and Spin. Let's gather around the old radio and listen to some swellerific new music. Steve Meggs, Terry Daly in the house from the hey. Daily Meggs Morning Show Hi joining guys. us for Sit and Spin. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? <laughs> how's, the, uh, how's the show going so far? We appreciate you guys hanging around to do a little Sit and Spin for us every week, but is it uh, you guys feeling like you're in the groove? We're still employed. Yeah, yeah. Right. the key card is working. That's Heck a good yeah. sign. So right. is the litmus test. My key card works. Cool. Now, have you guys gotten the thing yet where the uh, the listener will call up and either they are uh, speaking like a Disney character or they're speaking like Satan? Yeah, it's usually the high-pitched Disney okay. ca- with the clicking. Yes. Right. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Just wondering if you guys have There's no way to predict it. There's nothing you can do. You're just like, here we go. I just wish the clicking wasn't there because if the clicking wasn't there, I enjoy hearing that yeah. helium voice. I agree. We had a guy who called us uh, it was like two weeks ago, man. And so I guess when people are on the air, they don't realize that they're in Disney mm-hmm. voice, right? Right. So he goes, man, I go back and listen to the show, like the podcast, and he's like, I'm mortified because he's like, you guys never said anything. And this <laughs> well, entire call, yeah. like, some, <laughs> some, like some people Mouse. just don't have the ability to tell a story. Right. So with this, at least it makes them entertainment, too. Oh, yeah. You know, I was speaking out the control over what's going <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Speed this guy up. Yeah. Was that a pause I could drive a truck through? <laughs> okay. Long story short, all that stuff. Uh, we go back. Uh, we went uh, We went back 40 years uh, last week for Sit and Spin. Uh, Taryn, I don't believe you were alive at that time. Now, Not quite. <laughs> now, now, this year, uh, this time around, this week, we go back uh, 30 years in time for 30 albums that are turned 30 uh, what were you doing, Taryn, in 1994? I was going to Broadview Thompson Elementary School <laughs> okay. in, uh, like, near Bitter Lake. Go Bulldogs. And I was nine. All right. Uh, were Steve? you into music at nine? Yes. Uh, but like, good music. You oh, know, yeah. Like, okay. For Steve, sure. What were well, you no, doing kids in 94? This pivotal thing. I, where you I wasn't born yet. I don't know what you guys <laughs> talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. 1994? <laughs> I'm not even 30 yet, you, you guys. Were, you were a cruise in Jersey or anything? I, I, I was uh, <laughs> high school. Okay. So I think like what we're about to listen to will be the soundtrack to my entire high school. Was Action Park open at this point in your life? Was that uh, the name of it? The, yes, the, the Action track? Park. Okay. I, uh, that, that we did more when we were like younger. So like I was maybe oh, like God. 11 oh, or 12. That's when my parents were actively trying to kill my brother yeah. and I yeah. by taking uh, us to Action Park. Ted, you were in high school too? No, nah, I would have been in grade school. Maybe my second, eighth grade year. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Time two. So you were in eighth grade. Uh, Mike? Three. You were three years old in 1994. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was still learning how to use the big boy potty at this age. All right, uh, Steve, where were you? What so were you I doing? Figured it out. I was high on drugs, very drunk, and trying to get laid. I was 25, man. Okay, but you didn't have a job or anything. Uh, yeah, I had a job. I was cooking. I don't know what restaurant I was cooking in in that particular year, but yeah, I was oh. deep in the. Uh, let's do cocaine and cook yeah. for a living. I was working in uh, Hagerstown at a classic rock station. Nice. So all the big ones were coming out then. All the bangers. Firehouse, Don't Treat Me Bad. <laughs> the, end, the end of the hair metal era was kind of fading at the very end of that. And grunge was taking over. So it was kind of a, it was a different time in the rock world, so to speak. Yeah. How do we pitch crazy. cooking on cocaine as a new show on the Food Network? <laughs> you know what you call it? We go to a restaurant. That's what it's called. <laughs> Every cook right, that's ever made a cook. meal. Yeah, line cook. That's why they call it a line We've cook. We've never tasted any of the food because we're not hungry. <laughs> so let's, let's get to that little spoonful. Like, a that's line, all I need. A line cook. That's not Jesus. salt. <laughs> Don't okay. use that. So we're going to go back in time. We've got... Uh... Nobody ever gets dessert at this place. <laughs> <laughs> We've got 10 albums that turn 30 years old today. 10, number 10. Pearl Jam's Vitology? Yeah, I don't love the song, man. Not your jam? Nah, it's just a little too slow for me, you know, all the gushy stuff. You like the slow, do you like the slower ones, Black and uh, Jeremy? Jeremy. <laughs> Old lady one, behind the counter in a small town. <laughs> this one also Nothing has like man. immortality. This one had a lot of like slow. It, it did, man. Yeah. It was like, and I get it, man. I get it. It just, it was not for me. Okay. Ted albums turning 30 this year on Sit and Spin. Nine, number nine. Oh, no. 
I put this up as one of the best of all the MTV Unplugs. Without this question. one and Alice in nope. Chains and LL Cool J. And, yes. LL. Right? LL Cool, cool J is unplugged? <laughs> yeah. You've never seen that? No. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Dude, and his deodorant. I know. Then we had the white deodorant <laughs> stuck that. in his armpit hair, and he's like, oh. Flexing <laughs> the whole time. Acoustic. Has nothing to do with Kurt Cobain, though. Wow. I don't Acoustic. Yeah, oh, dude. Epic. Yeah, Hello. check it out. This is crazy. By the way, for the record, I know we play a lot of Nirvana. When they played that in the third quarter of the national title game, we lost it. Did they what, what would they play? Smells like Teen Spirit. Uh, it was just yeah. like, F yeah, screw you, Michigan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are 10 albums turning 30 on Sentence Fit. number eight. All right. A lot of people were worried about Stone Temple Pilots following up Core, but Purple, it was a, it was no, a home run. I have a theory on this. They should still be worried this about is the, this, is no, <laughs> this is no slam at all on anything that's ever come out of Seattle as far as that scene goes. I contend that if you listen to Airplay, Stone Temple Pilots has been played more than all of the Seattle bands combined over airwaves in this country. In this country, for sure. Yeah, yeah no that, doubt. No I mean, doubt. you know, they were, they were not an afterthought, so to speak, but they just weren't included in all that stuff. I'm here to say, you go anywhere, I hear more Stone Temple Pilots than I hear any other band. Yeah. And this album still stands up, man. Yeah. It also has a song called Meat Plow, and I always thought that was the greatest <laughs> name to a song Plow. ever. <laughs> Meat Plow. <laughs> and it's a banger of a song. <laughs> it's got to be. It's Meat Plow. <laughs> a lot of pressure. It can't be a ballad. Yeah. Right. These are our 10 albums that are turning 30 this year out since then. number seven. Ah. Uh, Had my name is Jonas on it yep. in the garage. This was one of my all-time favorite records. I was obsessed with this band. Oh, the sweater song is on this too. Yep. Yep. Undone. Oh yeah. And then I had an awkward interview with Rivers Cuomo that made my life. I, I've never cringed so hard at myself in, in my entire is life. He, was it you that went yeah. wrong or him? Well, the record label was like, "Hey, go down to the studio. They're they're demoing stuff for their third record, All and right. you can get an interview with Rivers Cuomo." Hell yeah, I'm a huge Weezer fan. I go down there. I don't think the band knew anybody from the radio station was coming, so they oh. all had this look on their face like, who's... In fact, the guitarist, as he's laying down a guitar part, he stopped recording and goes, who's that guy in the other room? Oh, and it's oh. me. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. And then I look at Rivers, who's standing next to me, noodling on an acoustic guitar, and I didn't know what to say. I was terrible at small talk, and I could tell he didn't want me there, so all I could say was... That's a cool guitar. Oh, my God, man. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> he looks at me and goes, uh-huh. And I was like, I got to go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ten albums turning 30 on Sit and Spin. Sit's number six. Hey, a man you're talking back to me. Take your mom. Gotta keep them separated. This one makes uh, me feel old. Like I don't know. Off, offspring yeah. Smash turning 30 is like, how, how did that yeah, happen? It doesn't seem like it's 30 years. Doesn't no. seem like it at all. No, not at all. But they... I don't know, because everything they do kind of sounds the same. It's all kind of silly, but it's all kind of upbeat. I don't know. I feel like you smile in spite of yourself. Like, I don't even know if this is a good song, but I like it. <laughs> it makes you, you feel good. You know what I mean? Like, I'm kind of like, this might be a horrible song. Turn it up. Ten albums. Yeah, I think that's the part, right. Ten albums turning 30 on Sid and Spin. Five, number five. Come to karaoke, I might just sing you this song. <laughs> Will there ever be a whole reunion? <laughs> no. <laughs> are people at clamoring for it? No. Married people aren't. Oh, man. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> These are 10 songs turning 30 on Sit and Spin. Number four. Black hole sun. Won't you come? Yeah, it's making me feel old. Yeah. Well, to be honest with you, when this song came out, all of us were on the East Coast. I loved Soundgarden at the time. Yeah. I loved the lyrics, but they didn't make sense until I moved here. I know. And then they all kind of clicked in. I was like, oh, God, yeah. yeah. This all makes sense now. Yep. Now that I live here, I'm like, yes, Black Hole Sun. <laughs> <laughs> and the music video is just like a walking acid trip. It that is. is all the weird. eyes are it's big so and creepy. I, I told Kim Thale that to his face. I was like, love you guys. Like, that video was strange for me at that age. He's like, <laughs> yes. you think? I was like, yeah. And it was a massive hit. Yeah. I'm not positive. I still get it. These are 10 albums turning 30 on Sit and Spin. Three, number three. <laughs> he never specifies what kind of animal. If it's a rabbit, it's like 10 seconds. I won't be here long. <laughs> 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 right. 
Get the hose out. Separate them. Oh, God. Them. Oh, God. These are 10 albums turning 30 on Sin Spin. Number two. The cross was greener. Pink Floyd, The Division Dog. Oh, oh, yeah. Both Ted and I just looked at each other going, like, what, what the is F this? is this? <laughs> is this like Roger Waters was gone for a, a minute now, yeah? Yeah. For this album? Yeah. So this was 30 years ago. 30 years ago. And it was a big deal that it was new Pink Floyd. Pretty sure that was, the, pretty sure that was wow. the last Pink Floyd. I th- as far as being so. labeled Pink Floyd. Yeah. I pretty, I think Did that's they it. put out, was that album Pulse? Was that they live? It was a live album. Okay, oh, that was a live album. I just remember because I had. Because the CD blinked. Yes. <laughs> yes, it had a little red light on it. Every time you turned out your lights, you looked over, like, what in the hell is that thing doing? Dude, that would trip me out when I was like on mushrooms in college. And that thing was like flashing. I'm like, I must listen to this. Hey, to Pink Floyd's credit, they've always wanted you to be high. Yes. Yes. Right? I mean, just like, we will do everything we can to make sure you get stoned when you listen to this. These are 10 albums turning 30. We made it to number one. I just all like to say Dookie back in the day. <laughs> <Dookie>. <laughs> it's funny how we just refer to this record as like an iconic record and don't even like think about the fact that we're just saying an album that's called Dookie. You know, because everyone's <laughs> old now, right? Yeah. We're going back 30 years to the iconic album yeah. Dookie. 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 Right. <laughs> <laughs> Daily Mix, weekday morning starting at 6 a.m. right here on The Rock. Thank you guys for stopping by. We Thanks, Jess. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, Go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Reach out to the guys on Twitter at Men's Room Live. Now, back to the Men's Room on the Men's Room Radio Network. What's up? What happened to make you say I'll never do that again? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Marshall. Welcome to the Men's Room. Hola, bitchola. Hola. I, uh... My story kind of goes to what uh, what you guys were saying a little bit ago. Years and years ago, uh, I had received as a gift tickets to go see uh, go see Lincoln Park, and uh, my uh, my ex wife called me and said, "Hey, did you hear about Chester? This is in July, of course, and they're coming in October." And I said, "No, what?" And she says, uh, "He just died." And uh, so ever since then, I've made it a, a mission in my life to go see the bands that I want to go see in concert live whenever possible. I think you have to, because, you know, it's one thing we, you talk about certain artists that'll bring up like Elton John or Rod Stewart. You can look at them and recognize, all right, Mm -hmm. they're getting up there in age. This is just a matter of time. There's a chance they'll even retire before they drop dead. Chester, you did not see coming. Chris Cornell, you did not see coming, right? There's a lot of these guys that have died and you just don't know. No, you don't. You know, you don't. So yeah, I agree with you, man. If you have the chance to see a band, that you want mm-hmm. to see, yep. just do it because who the hell knows? I'll, I'll tell you this right now: the uh, the Stone Temple Pilots tour when he was when he was uh, fronting that band, we had an opportunity for listeners to do a meet and greet at the Paramount Theater where they oh, were that's playing. Right. So uh, one of my buddies really really wanted to go. He was a huge Lincoln Park fan. He grew up on Stone Temple Pilots. He's from San Diego, so he saw okay. them growing up when they were playing in clubs and everything else. So pretty good history as far as that was one of his first favorite bands. And he also loved Lincoln Park, and it just so happened that those two things right. kind of came together in a weird way. So I, they went and did Soundcheck, which was maybe two or three songs. This might be the gig where Steve Miggs – no, that, that was White River. This, that was, that was White River, that, that, yeah. was, that was a different show. But either way, so we had some of our staff down there, and they played like two or three songs to just warm up and give them kind of a little private performance. Sure, of course. Then – Chester and those guys, uh, Robert, they sat on the edge of basically the stage, jumped down, 
and talked to people for like 45 minutes. That's cool, man. They just walked around. I mean, my buddy asked him a million questions. He loved the conversation. He was, you know, uh, Chester's girlfriend or wife was there at the time. So oh, she right, was, right. Yeah. She was in town. Uh, everybody was just, it was like, it was kind of a family thing with roadies coming up. There was food to eat, you know. It, he said it was one of the coolest experiences as far as Good, the man. music world. He's seen lots of shows. He'd been backstage. He'd done all kinds of right. things. The backstage is not what people it is think not, it is. But this was, he, he said it was just, you know, he, he, he was incredibly grateful about for the radio stations. Like, it was one of the greatest nights of my life. Really? Like, yeah, we didn't know all that good stuff would happen. But the show kicked ass. I think we were on the air at the time. They were doing the, the sound check and the meet and greet and all that, that stuff. That makes sense. There is a lot of cool stuff backstage, though, too. No, there is some cool stuff backstage. I think people just picture it different. There's some yeah. cool stuff, and you know you're kind of on the inside of things, but it's not quite, it's not always quite as wild. I think the age of the band dictates a lot of what happens backstage. Because years ago, there was that band Airborne. Mm-hmm. And the way they were in their young 20s, man, they're from Australia, so they very clearly were kind of new to the game because you wanted to hang out backstage with them. Right. Because they are thrown down. And then there's other bands, you know, something like Alice in Chains, like. Hey, man, we've been around the block. You know, he, he's warming up his voice. They're limbering up their fingers, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, drinking water and all that kind of thing. But I think the younger you are, the more fun you're probably going to have backstage with the band. And I'm not saying, I'll, the band I'm not saying I'll never do it again, but as far as the bands that I like to see, um, if the show starts at 9, 9, 15, mm-hmm. if it's a Climate Pledge show, if it's a White River show, something of that nature, yes, I will go to that show. If there is a band that I really want to see and Castle will say, well... Uh, there's two bands before them. They're going on a little bit after 10. Right. It's like, ah. ah so they start at 10, huh? Right. Ah. I mean, as you get older. It depends. Just... I mean, it really depends on how badly I want to see this band. I mean, it, the time starts to, to tick in for me. I would too. say I got, a little, I got a little pissy in Texas. It's just <laughs> given our industry. Yeah. Right? So it, there's a, this giant country concert. It's free the night before. So we go in there. It's already running super late. John Party's the main guy. He's super late getting out there. And then the first half of his set is just not one of the major hits. Okay. And I'm just looking at my buddy. I'm going, and he's like, it's great to be back in Texas. And I just, I'm like, most of these fans have flown in from Washington or right, Michigan. You were talking to the like, wrong please crowd. Please tell him to play a hit to keep me involved. And did he? Nah, he saved them all for the backside. So I saw like the three or four I wanted. But I mean, he was still playing hits when I left. But same thing. Like, you get a little bit older. There was people in town. I was like, ah, screw it, man. It's 11.15. We got to go. Yeah. yeah. That, that, we no. went to see Fishbone. Same thing. They played at the Crocodile. They're going to start later. I knew that. But like, I just psych myself up all day. Like, all right, man. And it's not just that they're going to play later. But you're at the Crocodile. You're going to drink beer. All the stuff that goes along with it. And it's different. Being a climate pledge. It's also on a Tuesday again, night. It's also on a Tuesday night. So but, it's a school night. But the beer at climate pledge, it costs so much. Like I'm not going it doesn't mean I'm not gonna show up drunk, but I'm not gonna get drunk as a result of climate pledge. Well the crocodile, I mean normal price beers and the bar is four feet away from where I'm watching the band, so it's kinda that's how I had to gauge myself. Not even so much time what time they're starting, but knowing how much booze I'm going to consume based on the fact the booze is readily available. Right. Yep. You know? Yeah, I, look, I did the same thing at the national championship. We partied hard the day before, but that day of, it was like, right. I want to have a few drinks, but like, this is a national championship. Like, I don't, we, we got to watch this game. Yeah, I want to watch the game sober. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Absolutely. talking about well, I wouldn't say I was sober. I talked to you. Mostly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were you in sounded, a good you, sounded, place. you sounded fine, actually. Yeah. Uh, somebody here, as far as concerts go, says, in 1991, I made the stupid decision to crowd surf at the Paramount at an Alice in Chains concert. I was passed towards the stage. Only to fall headfirst into the empty orchestra pit, broke my left arm, and spent the rest of the concert at Harborview Hospital. I will never oh. do that again. No. <laughs> Mosh pit, never doing it again. I used to yeah. do it as when I was younger in my teens. Yeah, but again, you know, the older you get, you're like, I, I don't no, need to be no, in there, I, man. I don't need to be that close, and I do not need to be just getting pushed around for Constant. a half an hour or an hour just so I can be close enough to be able to, you know. So the thing I'll never do again is stage dive. We had a show where this mosh pit just broke out, and I mean— this crowd was so enthusiastic through this entire performance we're doing, right? It never eased up. For whatever reason, it's lightning in a bottle. And it's like, hell yeah. So there's a moment in the song where I know I can take a couple notes off, dive out there, man, and I launch my ass off stage. Because, again, do you have the, your uh, bass with you? When yeah, you got your bass with you, man. And you kind of you go backwards a little bit. And, and look, maybe two months before that, uh, the band 24-7 Spies, who most people do not know, but it was one of my favorites, they played a club gig. And I remember specifically their bass player, which is, 
dive off the stage. People caught him. They're from what, New York? They're from Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah, right. But he'd roll on his back and keep playing. And I'm like, that's all. Here's my opportunity anyway. So, man, I launch my ass off the stage, and it's like time just slows down. Not only are you now up in the air looking down at these people who have been jumping around and have been very enthusiastic, but they weren't in the mood to catch anyone. Not one. It parted like the Red mm-hmm. Sea. And I'm like, I'm going to hit a cement floor. And I did. And it hurts. And all I can think is, I'm never doing that. Want more of The Men's Room? Download the new podcast from Miles and Thrill. The greatest story never told. Available on radio.com. Time to open wide and sample Ted's meat. And potatoes. Now, here's your host, head chef of The Men's Room, the Ted Nougat. Head chef in the house. Thank you, folks. Thank you. Good to see everybody in the studio today. Fired up. Uh, so this is a list of people of food people cook wrong on purpose. Is there anything that on the top of your head you th- can think of that you cook wrong on purpose at home? Uh, I've, for other people, I have. For so other in people, other words, uh, you if know, we do hot dogs, my wife likes that thing to look like you took a Sharpie and just colored it black. Mm-hmm. Correct. I feel like hot dogs, sometimes even sausages, definitely... She likes yeah, the hot dogs, man. I like to think it's a reflection of her husband. I used to uh, have to yeah. uh, butterfly filet mignons and cook them as well done as possible. Because oh, really? you, can, you can't cook them well done when they're you know in their hole. Sure, sure. You got to cut them in half and then butterfly them and fillet them. Like, ugh, ugh. It made me sick to my stomach to do it, mm-hmm. but I did. Kids, ah, uh, wife. Oh, all right. Yeah, well done. She's steak. someone's kid. Like a shoe. I mean, the look, more well done, the better. I like, used to oh, get well done steaks too, but me. then if you start, uh, I don't know. I just feel like as you get a little older or, or eat more steaks, you kind of can enjoy the other part of it. I Correct. think that's, that's yep. a big part. And a lot of kids freak out, like, "Why is yeah. it red?" Like, "Well, that's blood." And it's it is actually true, it's not blood. But kids freak out when yeah. they see it. Something know, else. I can't like, remember. I read yeah, all. Yeah, I know it's not blood. And and look, I mean, I still I'm still a solid medium person, mm-hmm. but like. Even if it's medium rare, it's fine. Yeah. We, I mean, we were eating a steak a few years ago. Thrill was like, man, I'm shocked you're actually eating that. It's like, nah, it's still good. Mm. It's still good. Cook wrong up uh, and it depends on the the cut of meat, right, and your meat. Some of them like, Correct. cook this well done. It's the right. only even way some, you're going to eat this. Even some much bigger steaks, right? Even even right. if you say you like your steak medium rare, if you go to if you go with some buddies and you're going to share one of those giant steaks at a steakhouse, they'll tell you, like, look, we're gonna, we got to cook this one a little yeah. bit longer than that you is, think. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so a lot of people, that's number six on the list, a lot of people said the foods they uh, overcook or even burn. This one seems pretty obvious. Toast. I yeah. do not like an undercooked piece of toast. I actually have to tell them, like with my chicken wings and pizza, make it a little well done. That we, Especially on a bagel or something sure, like that. Sure, sure, sure. But I toast kind of, I, I people are very specific about toast. Right. That's why the whole toaster's game is light or dark. You, I mean, you have the option. Right, there's nothing even on the old school ones, I'm just, you know, like, what do you, how do you like it? Uh, eggs. How do what they, is the proper way of what, cooking eggs? Like, some They're people like saying, runny boiled eggs. Some people like very well right. done. Right. Some people like uh, even a poached egg. Like, a poached egg should run, but I know some people that want a poached right. egg like you get on a sausage muffin at, at McDonald's. Right. Want a poached, okay. but right. Right. no yolk. No yeah. runny yolk. And I'm not even sure what you call it. Sometimes, honestly, I'll just crack. It's not It's not sunny side up. I guess it's a fried egg because I'll just crack it in a pan with a little butter. And just cook it that way. And That's break the yolk and just cook it that oh. way. Yeah, oh. once you break the yolk, it's not sunny side up. But basically, you're cooking sunny yeah. side up. Slide that bastard in a sandwich. Sunny, I'm sunny, right there with sunny you, side up is the, is the cooking the, method where you do not flip the egg, correct? Right. The yolk stays in You might put a, a lid on top of it for a little bit. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. And ideally, you want to uh, dip your toast in there or something. That's yeah. correct. Runny. Mm-hmm. Heartburn eggs. Well, on flipping, it's hard. Sometimes you break that yolk. I, I prefer to That's flip the other it, reason I just stopped. You say heartburn eggs. <laughs> oh, well, runny, runny yolks give me heartburn, man. I so I had some friends visiting from England. I saw them last night. I had just met them last weekend. I didn't. Mm-hmm. They were like, listen to your show. And I was like, what'd you hear? And they were like, some guy was talking about he gets heartburn when he drinks Bloody Mary. <laughs> well, that's that's yeah. uh, popcorn makes the list. I don't like my popcorn burnt. I think Ooh, it tastes awful. Oh, no. Yeah, no, man. I'll be honest with you. I barely make popcorn at home anymore. Either go down to Cobbs or Smith Family Popcorn. Yeah, yeah, but people if, like burned bop- popcorn? I, I've never met that person. I believe they exist. People like burned whatever. But, yeah, popcorn to me. Uh, a big one on, and this is all just people overcooked. Pasta. I don't, I don't sure. like mushy pasta. Some people yeah. like it mushy. Right. Uh, let's see. Broccoli for the same reason. People like it really soft. I am. I'm one of those people. 
if you have cooked broccoli that's been sitting in like a steamer pot and it's gotten really kind of soft, I'm st- I, I'm in. I'm like, ooh. Yeah. It's weird though. Like, so my wife likes broccoli, but the only way she prepares it now is like the blasted broccoli. Oh yeah. So basically, you burn the living hell out of it, and it mm-hmm. smells great. Right. It looks good. Like but when I look like, at I it, I'm like, carrots. it is burned. Like looking. I eat carrots, but a cooked soft carrot to me is top notch. My grandmother cooks her baked beans down in bacon. Uh, she boils them kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even though they are already cooked, typically they're yeah. canned green beans, whatever. They're so mushy by the time they're done. I'd, I'd almost rather have like a French cut or something a little bit more fresh. And we talked about burnt hot dogs. The last thing just on the burning list is uh, some people burn their marshmallows for s'mores. Sure. Yeah, sure, I'm, I'm down like with that. that. I'm, I'm down with yeah, that. Me too. People uh, like having a torch that they put on a on a graham cracker. Yep. So here's again. This is the list of uh, foods people cook wrong on purpose. So here's one: breaking your spaghetti in half. You're not supposed to because it's harder to twirl, well, twirl yeah. with your noodles and your fork. But it's not impossible to do, and it saves you the hassle of getting out a really bi- getting a really big pot out. Also, I know it's not, but it seems like you have more. When I grew up, my mother always broke it in half. That Same. was like fun. Like, can I break it? I yep. break it in half, and mostly because of the kids. And to me, I don't care about twirling my pot. It tastes exactly the same. Okay, so I read an article, uh, speaking of pasta. Uh, lasagna, obviously, you, you boil the noodles first. You don't you don't cook them the whole way through, but you boil them enough where they're soft. Right, par-cook them. You par-cook them. Uh, they came out with a brand where you just put in the dry noodles. Yeah, you noodles just drop it in, the, and, in your dish. And, and it, the only difference is, is, according to the instructions, is you add more sauce uh, to the pan. Yeah. So I read a whole article about the difference between the ones that you're supposed to use that are uh, boiled and cooked and the ones that you put in dry. It is the same frickin' noodle. There's no difference. It's the they same. They just convinced you to they just cut out the middleman. They a different recipe on the back of okay. the box to teach you how to cook it. All right. Oh, by the way, I like it. Someone here, this is rebellious from the text line. Minute rice. They cook it for two minutes. Uh, bam. bam. Burn that rice. Yeah. Uh, let's see. French fries. Most people like them crispy. But someone said they prefer them undercooked, so they stay floppy and a little raw. I don't mind a like soggy it. McDonald's French fry, but that's about as far. That's as pretty go. rare, though. McDonald's yeah. does a good job of crisping up the fry. I like mm. a floppy fry, man. Do you I like floppy fries? That's, that's floppy my problem. With, that's my problem with dicks. So, Floppiness yeah. of the fries. I, I, love, I love the I love the hamburgers. Mm-hmm. It's not that I don't eat the fries and don't like them when I'm eating them. I just wish that they were a little bit more well done. And while we're on that subject, I will do the same thing with bacon. I know that you're supposed to really crispy belt bacon. I prefer actually a, a looser, yeah. right. meatier. Bacon. I'm right there I'm, with I'm, that. Dude, I'm with. I'm in between there. I don't I don't like it super crispy, but yeah. And one thing about Dick says you don't modify the menu. You can't say, "Can I have my fries well right. done?" Right. The answer is no. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, also, you know what? There was something going around the internet last night that I thought was pretty funny. Is those fries you get at like a Euro place. All right. I don't know what they're called because they're not. They put the red seasoning and the feta on top. But just like they have that little shell on the outside. But mm-hmm. like it is kind of funny. Like you only see them at like takeout spots. Like I, they're not just a seasoned fry. There's something else on there. Right. And I know what you're talking about, but I don't know what it is. Uh, mashed potatoes made the list. One person said they only mash them a little bit. Another one says they prefer them with the skin on. Mm-hmm. I like them either way. I mean, they should be mashed, but, like, if you're at somebody's house and they're hand mashing potatoes with a mixer or something, there's a few lumps, like, you'll be okay. Yeah, I we always had lumpy them. potatoes. And skin, yeah. on, skin on mashed potatoes typically with a red potato. Yes. I get more right. upset if somebody makes a uh, potato salad. And they and the potatoes aren't done enough. You, if you're gonna do oh, potato salad, yeah, yeah man, they, they need awful. to be. You know what, man? You can say what you want about potato salad. That is not an easy dish to make. No, no, it's not. There's a very fine line between is this too mushy and it's gonna fall apart when I mix it, or is it too, too, you know, dense. Uh, Thrill, you brought this up. It almost made the list, or it is on the list. Ramen noodles. Uh, they drain almost all the water, so it's just the noodles. They leave enough water to mix in the flavor pack. Like I said. Me and my buddy, we just started adding a little dollop of oil and then, like, half the flavor pack. And for some reason, the texture was better. I don't use the flavor pack. We have tons of ramen, but I just cook them and use them as the side for something else. Yeah. Like they're perfect for that, man. I'll mix them oh, with anything. My, but, my, yeah, the my, flavor pack yeah. is to go straight in the trash. My buddy worked at uh, he, he did uh, worked at a takeout place, but they also did stir-fry and Japanese food, and they also did Indian food for takeout. Mm-hmm. So he'd bring home a half a head of uh, a cabbage, and he'd grate it with a cheese grater put the ramen noodles in the water. When they got wet, he would not make it a soup. He'd take the noodles, drop them in the wok with the yeah, cabbage, and basically just it, make a lo mein or a, like a... Yeah. You know, it, it was fantastic. Like, seriously. Yeah, that's what I mean. That, that's it, what I use it for. It man. was great. Uh, foods that people cook wrong on purpose. Number one on the list, Kraft Mac and cheese. What do they do different? Someone said the milk is completely unnecessary. They only add butter, so it's less runny. Huh. Yeah, you can also okay. put like a dollop of uh, sour cream in there if you want. There's a number of ways to not have that fourth cup of milk if you need to. 
Yeah, and I think some of the foods too, you just gotta you gotta know what you like. That's it, right? Yeah, and I think also, I think for the most part, if people are really mixing messing around stuff, it's usually stuff like this. Like ramen noodles, it's hot quick dogs, and easy. Yeah, yeah. Right? Kraft mac and cheese. I know uh there's some like kind of pre cooked, already cooked stuff that you heat up in the microwave, like chicken wise. But if you do it for the amount they say, it just is like ugh. the difference is are you cooking sawdust. for a bunch of people? Mm-hmm. Like hot dogs, you can make 30 hot dogs, but still, if you like the black ones, you'll put those two in I've a different part of the I've never seen the time the on a frozen pizza that's ever been correct either. It's always longer. Yeah. Yeah, frozen pizzas are a tough one if you're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and you're right, in different ovens and this and that. I mean, look, even, even microwave stuff, right? Like sometimes it just like depends on the wattage of your microwave. It really is. does, man. Uh, I will say, though, a lot of these things, if you have any uh, inconsistency at home, if you're looking for an easier way, and I backed up by a lot of people on Instagram now, buy a slow cooker and buy an air fryer. Yeah, seriously, man. Those yes. two things you yeah. almost can't F up. Yeah, I saw I saw some dude the other day, and he's like, people go, why do you have an air fryer? You have an oven. It's like, well, you put your stuff in the oven. I'll put mine in the in the air fryer, and then when I'm done eating, I'll go take an hour walk of this and that from when your oven's finally warm. Right. right. And yeah. the, and look, the slow cooker. Look, I made chili this weekend. Nothing special. I did too, bro. I don't know how. That was great. You, wait, you leave it in there for that many hours. It tastes great. Mm-hmm. It does. It, I made chili this did weekend. Did you make any cornbread? Nah. Cornbread? Nah. My wife hooked up cornbread. Ah, see, that's my favorite. I got to have chili and cornbread. Thank you, Head Chef. We appreciate it. Connect with the Men's Room on Instagram at Men's Room Live. Game is up, Big Dummy, 206-803-ROCK. I just let him die. Hello, Julie. Welcome to the Men's Room. Oh, no, he's in trouble. Hola. 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 Julie, are you sober or not sober? Not sober. Oh, All what right. are we drinking today? Well, I'm on my third Bud Light and third shot of tequila. Oh, wow. How many times did you peed? Twice. Okay, sounds about right. All right, Julie, our men's room poll, you're going to eat one. Are you going to do the 72-ounce steak challenge, the three-pound burger challenge, the one-chip challenge, or eat a plate of liver and onions? I'll do the burger. Burger. All right. Okay. Has anyone picked liver and onions? Not yet. People on Twitter have just because they're like, dude, I... I grew up eating it. I like it. I mean, if you, well, like, if you it, like it, then pick it. I get it. Yeah. I try it again, but I'm with them. I can still just smell that smell in my kitchen. It doesn't As help. As a kid, yeah. Like mm-hmm. liver, chitlins is another one we're late. If you've ever smelled chitlins, it's hard to convince someone to try to eat them. Isn't that intestine? It is pig intestine, and it smells like pig intestine. In fact, when you say, what's that smell, and they tell you, you're like, okay, that's what it smells like. That's exactly it. All right, Julie, here's your question. What is the highest number on a standard roulette wheel? 30? No. 32? No. No. Higher. 36. 36. Yeah. Ah. Uh-huh. Oh, someone here let me know. Thrill. Guyana is in South America, not Africa. Yeah, dummy. Mm-hmm. My dumbass. It was that last one I just never heard of. Lesotho? You big dummy. <laughs> All right, your question. What South American country is home to the Atacama Desert, commonly known as the driest place on Earth? Which country? Yep. You said? Yeah. Uh, Africa? Country. Africa. Country. Uh, in South in America. In South America. In South America. Oh. Oh, crap. You made me feel better about Guyana, though. <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't know. Brazil. I, I don't know. Argentina? Nope. Argentina? Nope. Chile. 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 Argentina. <laughs> That's the most West Virginia way to say it. Argentini. Argentini. <laughs> you know Chile. what I mean. Chile has a lot of stuff, man. Mountains, desert. Desert. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's pretty cool. It's uh, beans. Topography. Ground beef. Steakhouse. Topography. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Said that one with confidence, huh? You think there's a Chili's <laughs> in Chile? Topography? I want to go to a Chili's in Chile. You know what? I passed like three different Chili's. Really? From Austin to Houston. I can and I got okay. that excited every time. And they were like, what, what, chili. Yeah, they're like, what do you care about chilies? I'm just like, they're on Washington. I want to go to one. Are there no chilies in Washington? There we used to be one in Spokane. Correct. And it's gone. Re- that was it. Mm-hmm. Good Lord, man. All right, your question Who is the author behind The Chamber, The Client, and The Firm? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <Cool>. <laughs> I've only read one of his books. 
I've seen more um, of his movies than read his books. Yeah, I was going to say, I like, I'm. Yeah, I'm you'll know the, the name. They made books yeah. out of those? <laughs> they made books out of the movies, Ted. <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. This guy said, I like that movie. Let me write a book. Right, what'd you say? Wow. The Firm, Pelican Brief? Uh, the firm, I don't know if he did Pelican uh, Brief, but The Firm, The Chamber, and The Client. And Pelican Brief. Yeah. Yep. Time to kill. Oh, I, I cannot remember. Is this the guy from Maryland? Sorry. Lives on the Eastern no, Georgia. No. You're that thinking was. about clearing President Danger. Yeah, okay. It would be John Grisham. John Grisham. That's Tom Clancy. Tom Clancy's the guy. Who's also had a good okay. uh, video game. Uh, by the way, someone points out Guyana. Not only is it in South America, it's where Jonestown was. Where Jim Jones, they say, mm. oh. served as Kool-Aid. It was not Kool-Aid. It's not Kool-Aid. They, Kool-Aid it, would love you to know that. It was what? Flavor-Aid, right? Yeah. It was flavor Yeah. Believe it or not, it was not Kool-Aid. Couldn't even afford Kool-Aid. I don't know. Cheap as son of a bitch. Well, he's in Guyana. I know, but like Kool-Aid's not expensive. You think the Kool-Aid man was like, oh, no. I think it's just a matter of do they have it or not. <laughs> I'm just trying to shame somebody right now in their house. Be like, oh, man, I'm drinking Flavor-Aid. But he's probably just that guy that had the preference for Flavor-Aid. Like, everyone else got Coca-Cola. My dad would buy RC Cola. It wasn't bad, but you were to explain to your friends what they were about to drink. So maybe he was that guy. Imagine not having enough money for mac and cheese. You just got mac. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your question. <laughs> what band released the albums London Calling and Combat Rock? We played them earlier today oh, on this station. Oh, All right, do, you have, do you have a secret person you're playing with? What? <laughs> kind of a punk oh band God. out of mm. England. Um, Actually, I listened to Combat Rock about two weeks ago. Great album. Oh my! I sing that song at karaoke. You sing um, it at karaoke and it. don't know the band? I I know. I'm blank. I should not have had three shots of tequila, evidently. <laughs> Maybe um, that has something to do with it. <laughs> oh, God. The Kings. Ah. Clash. No. The Clash. The Clash. Man. Hey, good news, Ted. The Chili's oh. in Spokane is still open. I just checked it. Yep. <laughs> right now, it's uh, not busy. Literally, no wait. I thought mm-hmm. the oh. pandemic took it out. It's so got chilies. a lot of things, Mike, but stop taking out chili. Stop taking out chili. Tell you that much. <laughs> All right, Bud Light Julie, here's your question. What actor played Dr. McDreamy slash Derek Shepard on the show Grey's Anatomy? Oh, yeah. Oh, um. Sexiest man alive. Uh, What's that? Uh, Sexiest yeah. man alive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dermot Mulroney? No. That's Dermot, your no. sexiest man alive. This would be Patrick oh, Dempsey. That's a good-looking man. It's a race car driver, too. Good call. He is a race car driver. And he yeah. owns part of, what car was it? Pete's Coffee? Pete's, I believe he did. Something like that. Oh, my God. He drives cars. He drinks coffee. He's a sexy doctor. Dude's got it all. I just hate him because of his hair. That actually pisses me off. that one. All right, your question. At what band did Phil Collins and his forehead play drums? <laughs> Genesis. All right. Nice job, Joel. Well done. Well done. Connect with the guys. Find the men's room at facebook.com slash the men's room. Now, back to the men's room on the men's room radio network. Have we made it to drinking time? Somebody out there deserves to be recognized. And the men's room knows just who it is. So to you, we say... Bottoms up, sailor. You're the toast of our shot of the day. Three time it is, and as usual, we head to see Drink Task and Stephen Thrill Hill to find out who we're toasting. Yes, indeed. And today we toast 27 year old Samantha Hart of Richmond, Virginia. Now, Samantha has gone public with her crusade to urge parents to really, really think about what they name their kids. And not just the name, but the initials, monograms, etc. Now, you know, if your last name is Dover, you don't name your son Ben. If your last name is Fingerdoo, you don't name your daughter Wilma. And if your last name is McCracken, you don't name your son Phil. So what's wrong with our honoree's name, Samantha Hart? I mean, honestly, nothing really. Until she entered the corporate world. Now, as she says, a common practice of shortening names for email addresses has led to her missing out on job opportunities and phone calls from her own HR department demanding that she change it, even though they're the ones that gave it to her. So, like, when we got here to Odyssey as it is now, Intercom back in the day, my name is Steve Hill. 
So, so you got shill. I got shill. S. Hill. And there's no period in between. It looks like shill. You're Montgomery, right? Ted Smith. There's He's Mike Hawk. All this stuff. And we get it. You take your first initial. You put the last name behind it. So I'm going to go back to explain. Her name is Samantha Hart. So it's S-H-R-T at whatever.com. But it reads a slang for a term for accidentally soiling uh, yourself. And the thing is, it's actually caused her problems. All right. S. Hart. Here's the thing. Before she even got into the corporate world. Also, it's world, H-A-R-T. Not like heart, H-A-R-T. Like your organ. Yeah. It, it is, in fact, H-A-R-T. You put the S in front of it, it becomes a slang term. Now, she's from Virginia. Ted, Miles, you guys will back me up on this. And this is the true fact. So if you drive through the state of Virginia, you will see more vanity plates than you've ever seen. You, you think it's your imagination. When you actually look it up, Virginia leads the country by leaps and bounds. And vanity. Oh, plates. no one else does it. Right. It's just kind of their thing. It's what they do. And it's kind of fun. Told really. you, my brother has one. So when she turned 16, her first experience of what her name might spell out uh, her parents bought her a vanity plate, which in Virginia is kind of par for the course. She said she drove to high school that day. Her boyfriend ripped her out of the car and said, do you know what that says? She reads it phonetically. He goes, do you know what that is? She did not know. He explained it. But now that she's in the corporate world, she's finding it difficult to get jobs or she gets admonished by HR that gives her the name because of what Samantha Hart is shortened to. <laughs> so now she wants parents to really... Really think about it. So we pour this booze and we drink this booze because we think it's yummy. Yummy! yummy. So over the tongue and down the throat to party in our tummies. Down, down the hola, bitchola! Thanks for listening to the best of the Men's Room podcast. Want more of the Men's Room? The greatest story never told with Miles and Thrill. Oh man! A double flush production. giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 